Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the intervention series on And What Did We Learn? I have released uh, two intervention episodes so far. This is number three, and I have with me Justine the Queen. Hello. <laughs> I can't make that sound. Um, and we are talking about intervention season one, OG. Um, which is just makes me happy just because I want to go all over all over the map with this one um, episode four and this one is unique and I'm really happy Justine is here because I asked her you know what what kind of vice do you want to cover you know you want to do heroin you want to do like uh, I don't know alcohol and she was like maybe alcohol or sex addiction and so initially I had said this other sex addiction one and then I was, but then I stumbled onto this episode, episode four, Alyssa and Brian. And I said, oh, actually, this is another one with sex addiction that is good. A totally different type of sex addiction or, you know, totally different scenario. And then Justine looked at it and she goes, oh, and the other one's about gambling. Hell yeah. Another thing I can relate to. So <laughs> those were your words. Um, and I was like, let's, let's do it. So we are covering Alyssa and Brian and as Justine has promised to me off air, she has a lot of things to say. And I have a few clips. I hope I do, at least. I don't know. Sometimes I think I have a lot to say, and then I really don't, and then vice versa. So I think we'll you, can, you can trust yourself. Just drink, and then you I will. have a lot. I have a lot. Just drink, she says. Well, I have a lot to say about gambling addiction. That's great, because I, like have, legit, no, I have no... Relatable. I don't have anything to say about it, like, beyond the basics of behavior. So I would love for you to talk about that. So um, this isn't coast to coast cocktails, but I don't care. That doesn't stop me. I mean, I do care because I love coast to coast cocktails. That sounded weird, but that doesn't stop me from trying to pair my drink with the episode. So are you ready? <laughs> yes. Okay. This is my wine and it's from somewhere around here in California and it's called Sense, but it's spelled C-E-N-S-E. -E. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like a mis mix between Sense, like S-E-N-S-E, -E, and Sense, as in, you know, coins. And this is a double meaning because A, when you are on meth <laughs> or have any addiction, you lose your sense, S-E-N-S-E. -E. <laughs> um, but if you're Alyssa and you're addicted to 25 cent slots, you lose all lose your, your sense. C-E-N-T-S. You're welcome. I'm a preschool teacher and I'm out. Okay, Justine, <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? Um, okay, so you're going to die. I actually brought up a cooler bag for the first <gasps> time. In I do that all the time. <laughs> Really? I usually no, I usually just um, for my food and stuff. Yeah. I usually just like put up like like six cans of white claw in my hoodie and then just carry them <laughs> up the stairs. And then today I was like, you know what? Fuck it. So I have like, Boring. I don't know, probably six or seven That's white adorable. claws. That's adorable. You I should have... get a little mini fridge in there, Justine. How fun would that be? <laughs> Honestly, I probably will, but I need a new microphone, so that's first investment. Oh, and then yeah. fridge. 
Um, well, the then, one I have is only a, like a little over a hundred. I think I'm gonna get a handheld one. That sounds fun. And then will you get like a thing that you can just like put it on? Yeah, up? I'll just get like the yeah, you know what it is. That sounds I'll, fun. Because then I can just like chill and I you don't can know. sing. You could do karaoke. Oh god. Oh. I actually have a karaoke machine and a what? mic that's with it and I actually checked that to see if there's any way I could <laughs> use it and I can't. So, I'll get one. Yeah. No, you want to know what's real fun is I just made a new um theme song for my podcast that just aired before this. So, um and I sang on it. So, we'll see. It's <laughs> nothing. It's nothing fancy. It's very short. But I, I got some royalty-free music. Do you want to hear it? You can be honest with me. I'll cut it out if you hate it. She's like, no. I don't... I'm not prepared for this. Okay, fine. Then I won't play it for you. She you, pours, can play it, you can play it for me. As she, pl- as she pours her wine. All right. Yeah. Well, um, it's at the beginning of our grown-up... Ep- or no, grown-up episode is... Uh, a different one. Duh. That's for coast to coast. Okay. I'm gonna have to edit this episode a lot. I'm already I'm already sure. <laughs> so whatever. Um let's see. I have to turn the volume up so you can hear it. <laughs> You're so funny. I'm a preschool teacher and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be Fuck. cool over here. <laughs> All right. Okay. I had to do the puns, you know. Okay, this is my theme song-ish. And it fades out. I actually love it. Really? Mm-hmm. It's perfect. A lion. No, I'm just kidding. Justine doesn't lie. <laughs> she would tell I'm me if she lying. did. She would be like, well, uh, you'd be able to see the look on my face. Yeah, she'd be um, like, oh, it's different. <laughs> it's true. I, I do tell the truth when I no, come to I, that stuff. <laughs> I'm glad. I don't want people to lie to me. Okay. Um. So, anyways, <laughs> intervention. I probably will cut that out um they'll hear it at the beginning i i found like um i signed up for like the royalty free music you know you know what we could do so sorry to interrupt it's okay just thought bubble came into my mind Uh uh-huh um we could do like an after show like for patreon and then like all the stuff that we cut out where we just like talk like that you can just like add it all together and i was like like, we already we already do an after show (laughs) But like one that like relates to the podcast. Yeah, one that's or if like, like we want to ramble on about quote unquote, the act- yeah extra content, like the actor outtakes. and how much we like them or stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. No, I, I get what you mean. Like direct, like um, the commentary or whatever, like that you would get on a DVD, like the extra yeah content. I like it. Okay. Um, okay, you have to edit that out too. I'm focused now. Sorry. No, that's fine. Go. No worries. Okay. So, Intervention Episode 4, Season 1. This is back in the day when the show started. 
um, Don't Kill Me, but I think that would make it 2007? 2005 is what the website said. I was on oh, the A&E wow. website watching this. Okay, thank you. So it was the year before. Which, by the way, I thought the show was a lot older than that. If someone had a oh, gun really? in my head and they were like, when did Intervention start? I probably would have <laughs> said like 98. Like this show just feels <laughs> like it's been going on for so long. So. Well, I didn't discover it till college because I graduated in 06. But you're three years behind me, so I can imagine if it it was out when you were like a sophomore in high school. So to me, that's like an American Idol where I'm like, that shit's been on forever. What is it? Season 30, <laughs> you know, but yeah. it has been on for a long time. It's season 22 now. Um, and I just recorded my episode, my second episode about the premiere of season 22. And that's that's aired today as well um so in this episode we are learning about two individuals that are both 24 years old coincidentally um, they're not connected in any way it's just an ep one of sometimes intervention does episodes if you don't know that feature two separate individuals i suppose because they have less footage or they have less significant footage than they do for others um for instance susan the episode i did i had to do two episodes because the episode itself was two hours because they had so much because Susan's family is a fucking mess. Um, but anyway, so we are going to learn about Elisa, whose name is spelled like Alyssa. So please forgive me if I say it wrong at any point. And Brian. And Elisa is a gambling addict and Brian is addicted to crystal meth and sex. So Justine and I talked about it and we're like, okay, we're just going to do one person at a time. And instead of trying to flip back and forth because that is confusing for no reason we are not a television show we don't have the benefit of visuals so we're just going to start with elisa so um justine says she has a lot to offer in terms of gambling addiction knowledge which i'm looking forward to but let's get to let's get the basics um elisa is a 24 year old college student living in michigan um she talks half-heartedly about how how she used to love science and dream of becoming an archaeologist but now she's a gambling addict and she doesn't really admit that she's an addict but she basically just says you know there's a jackpot out there and someone's gotta win it you know and uh what's what's your opinion what's your thought what are your thoughts on that attitude justine Okay, well, when we see the shot of her at the slot machine, gave uh -huh. me major PTSD. Really? You know how they show, like, th the way they edit it, like, yeah. how they show the first clip of, yeah. like, what you're kind of going to see at the end. Like, you see, like, the intense parts for, like, 30 seconds. Absolutely, When yeah. they showed her at the slot the machine beginning. and she was, like, just dun, 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 puffing on her cigarette over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, it's intense. She's pure, intense. Pure PTSD from my entire adult life from so, being at the casino with my dad and my stepmom. So does that mean you feel like your dad and your stepmom are gambling addicts? Uh, I mean... Or that they just gamble habitually? I mean, how do you define gambling addict, though? Like, that's... To, to me, they gamble more than I do. Well... <laughs> Addict would be, you know, you're dependent on it, meaning you can't go without for a certain amount of time. I mean, let's put it this way. I've thought a lot of times during, because all the casinos are closed because yes. uh, of the pandemic. So I thought They're not here. Times, Can you believe that? They're open here. Lucky. I miss going to the casino I'm so much. I'm not going to go. As much as I'm like just saying like I get PTSD, like I, <laughs> I love going to the casino. I, Don't okay. get me wrong. 
I'm going to blow your mind, but I've never been to a casino. I think you've told me this before. Okay. Well, I'm not blowing your mind. But if we go to Vegas, we'll do the thing. But okay. So. Or if you ever come here in Niagara Falls. Sure. Sure. Okay. So, but you're saying about your dad, you've often thought because the things are closed and during COVID. Because of the pandemic and um, obviously they can't go to the casino. It's been literally a little Long over a year since now. You at me. Sorry. <laughs> since hey, it's even. Been- since it's even been open so i'm always wondering like i wonder how they're like holding up without being able to go to the casino because that's just like yeah you know what's kind of scary about that unless it's an atmosphere environment thing because there is online gambling so it would really depend on what type of addiction you had if it was my my stepmom doesn't only do um the casino she has she does cards and stuff too um but i don't know and she does bingo so i don't know if it's i think it's everything because she's a very she's like the most extroverted person i've ever met in my life so i think that she (laughs) genuinely just like likes the atmosphere and like every time yeah those are all in person with her yeah every time i've gone to the casino with her she knows like everybody that goes and she's hugging everybody and this and that pre-covid times when you just hug everyone you wanted to yeah um never gonna happen again (laughs) just kidding um okay well that is interesting i understand what you mean like it it's it's like a it's kind of a cult though like they don't show that in this obviously they just show her going and yeah for her it is just she likes to just be by herself and zone out because lots of people do but it is kind of a cult though for like other people like Oh, like sure. I said, they go, they all meet up, they have a drink, they... they a lot they, of rituals, lucky yeah. tokens, all that lucky machines. Like, I would go to the casino. I, I like going just to, like, people watch. Like, I don't even like gambling. Like, I'm the opposite of this girl. Like, as yeah. soon as I make... I have no interest in gambling. Yeah, as soon as I make, like, $10, I'm like, cool. And then I, like, leave. I like it for... <laughs> this was $10 I watching. didn't have before. Like, oh yeah, I like that... people watching. And if you go to the casino, like say you go every single Wednesday night for like three weeks, you'll see the exact same people there. <laughs> like <laughs> seriously, I would go to the casino for the same reason I would watch a movie about a casino it was to like check it out and like see what it feels like and like go to some whatever show. Like go to a nice one, go to whatever shows they have there, and like stay in the mm-hmm. fancy hotel, go shopping. I'll do a drink. I'll do all that. I just. I would do like a couple slot machines, but I, I would like probably win like 50 cents and be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like all the just... things you just named are why I like going to the casino. I don't well, like going to get like you get yeah. well, in the we don't have that in Canada, unfortunately, but in America, um, <laughs> if you go to the casino and you're like at the slot machine, they give you free alcohol. They'll oh just yeah! Walk by you and be like, oh, you want you want a beer? You want a wine? any table really? As long as you're playing, you can yeah, smoke it, cigarettes inside. Yeah, whatever table you're at it doesn't matter as long as you're gambling. They'll bring they'll be bringing you drinks and they pump the air full of extra oxygen to keep people awake. That's not a that's not an old wives' tale, by the way. No, that's it's not an old wives' tale. And there's totally no clocks. True. There's no clocks uh, anywhere, in the and casino. it looks like daytime all the time. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, subliminal messaging. This girl, um, I, I'll never forget. It was my ex's friend's girlfriend. I'll never forget this. She was telling me this crazy story of when she was in Vegas with her friends. Uh-huh. And they were, like, hammered. They were, like, on drugs. And they were playing, um, I don't know, they were playing, like, roulette or some game at the casino. Uh-huh. And they got there at, like, 
midnight or something like that and then she Mm -hmm. looks on the tv and there was like a morning show on (laughs) and then she was like is this live and everyone's like yeah and then that's terrifying literally at the casino for like nine hours and i didn't even realize that's like what happens when you have surgery and you wake up and you're like the clock what (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's terrifying talk about a sci-fi like horror film waiting to happen um yeah, so we meet briefly Adam, who is Elisa's boyfriend, and we see that Elisa has already gotten into thirty thousand dollars of debt just at just from the twenty five cent slots. I say just because she also, I think she might be like a shopping addict. She's like she spends tons of money that she doesn't have on her parents' cards, and I'll, most of that goes to gambling. There was definitely something else. Yeah, they were like going her, on. They talked about her shopping bills and stuff like that, and it would go. It would go together. I can relate to a shopping addict more just because I I'm not one, but I've had that impulse to. I know that impulse to shop too much, and you know. Oh, kinda, that's me. I love yeah. spending money that I don't have. Like it just feels good for some reason, and then it feels bad. <laughs> as with most bad habits um and then we see her dad leo and her mom pat uh they and they're talking about the fact that she believes she's owed a jackpot basically she thinks it's owed to her that's her outlook in life um excuse me adam has three jobs elisa does not work she does go to school but her parents pay for that as well as for her car her phone everything else so she and Adam have been dating a year and a half, and I she feel lives. Like, sorry, sorry, sorry. I feel like your microphone's like really loud right now. Oh, sorry. I might be a little too close. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, oh, sorry, so you're good. Sorry that's to interrupt. No problem. It's better than too quiet. Um, I plugged my microphone. That scared me. I'm so sorry. Um, don't worry. Everything's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, she says to the camera, I don't know if I'm really addicted. And she, she makes this smirk a lot that's really irritating. I mean, she's really irritating. <laughs> okay. She reminded me so fucking much of my friend Jessica. And <gasps> Jessica. And I love this. I love this girl, but just, oh. like this girl, well, she's having <laughs> she's having a baby now, but like she was like the, the biggest smoker I've ever met in my life, like cigarette oh. smoker. And her thing was like she never drank, like oh. never drank, never did drugs, like literally nothing. Like she she would be the one sober friend that like when we were all hammered, she didn't care. She just didn't like drinking. And uh-huh. then, but her thing was smoking cigarettes. Like she smoked more than anyone I knew. And like just the way that's that crazy. This girl smokes the same amount, the way she oh, smokes yeah. a cigarette and the way she puffs it is exactly the same. It's pretty intense. Like I just can't even explain it. And then and then the face that she makes, that this girl made faces like that. But like <laughs> not she's not like a snob she's like the nicest fucking girl you'll ever meet. oh i've been you know caught i mean please. when you see someone's like mannerisms and someone else. yeah absolutely i'm not a snob but the amount of times i've been told i have resting bitch face i mean i was told that on saturday when i was doing their podcast they were like oh <laughs> you we like your resting bitch face justine and i was like I was taken back. Yeah, it's not a compliment. <laughs> um, a guy that I was dating said that to me once, and I was like, cool, so you thought I was a bitch. That's great. 
I actually didn't think I had one, and now I'm, like, uh, double-thinking. Everybody has one. Everybody has one. You just have to be concentrating. Unless you're smiling, the society thinks you're a bitch. It's called patriarchy. Um, But no offense to the pod girls, of course. I didn't mean them. But um, I think it's probably a nod to that. That's probably why they said it. That's my guess. Okay, so... um, Right, we meet the family, and then we we learn that they've been dating a year and a half, but she lives with him. I'm not sure how long she's lived with him, um, but this is the first clip that I'm going to play, where uh, basically it's a day in the life of Elisa, a morning in the life of Elisa, and she it's showing her, you'll hear her getting up, or her alarm going off, and her not getting up, sorry, and the interaction that she has uh, with her boyfriend, Adam. Come on, it's time to get out of bed. You getting up? Why not? I'm just tired. Well, what are you gonna do? Just lay in bed all day? No, I'm gonna get up. You say that every day, and then you sleep till noon. I will. I don't believe you. Well, what are you planning on doing today? You know what I'm doing today? On a normal day, I'm up at 6, I go to work. By the time I'm getting off my first job, she's just waking up. Another day of the same old crap. Alright, so, can I just say, I don't love Elisa, you know, but I can't stand Adam. Can't stand him. There was something weird about him. He's okay. so. Uh, just ask really you quick. just sleep till noon all day. <laughs> well, I'm trying to defend myself, but I'm the, I'm Eeyore. He's an Eeyore. It's a it's fucking annoying. Go ahead. Um, Alisa, Alyssa, whatever. Alisa, Alisa. It's I want to say Alyssa. Same. Um, she's an only child. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, during yeah. the intervention there was like yeah they only talk about her as a little baby growing up um brian has a sibling but lisa does not Elisa okay. does not okay because just the way that like yeah you can tell. everyone treats her it's yeah so obvious. you can tell that the, the attention isn't split you know you can tell that the parents because otherwise it would come up it always comes up in intervention i know you don't watch it as much but for all of us intervention heads we know it always comes up even if that person isn't in the documentary they'll be like they'll show the blur the, they'll show the blurred out faces in the family portraits and they'll make something of it they'll be like and they have a sister they haven't talked to in this many years and then they'll be like the sister declined to participate in the documentary Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's my invitation of the intervention. But anywho, uh, yeah, so that clip is just kind of like it's this is my only like word for it is just ugh, like no one wants to be there. Elisa doesn't want to be there. Adam doesn't want to be there. I think Adam is just like a sucker, like not trying to talk shit about him, but like I don't know that she's ever she really likes him as a person. Because they've been together far, lo- for like far shorter than her addiction has been, 
she really doesn't seem to like to be around him and she's not a substance addict you know what i mean so like even if she's well fed and like gambled that day like she still can't stand him i think he's just a he's she's just using him but he's annoying because it's like shit or get off the pot adam like kick her out i know it's hard but kick her out otherwise you have no especially considering what happens at the end of this episode no legs to stand on frankly I, he drives me nuts anyways were you gonna say something <laughs> i sent you a chat oh okay i want to interrupt justine's like sarah shh I, I, oh on the oh on the thing oh did you want me to close my window I'm sorry. You can always. No, it's okay. It's okay, but just my notes are right here. You can so always saying like you know. I want to say is just right here. So I'm answering you right now. That's the only reason why. The only reason why. <laughs> <laughs> I said no. It's a joke. It's so funny. Okay. All right. Yeah. So basically, can't stand either of them. That's my. That's my consensus. So I want to know what this guy's three jobs are. Well, it, three jobs is a lot. Like two jobs. They're clearly three. not full-time jobs. I mean, he probably has three part-time jobs. You know, one of them might be like a weekend gig. Maybe he gets paid cash under the table. Probably has like a fast food gig. And then maybe like works at a store. You know, that would be my guess. Or like he works at an amusement park only on the weekends. You know what I mean? It's not... Mm -hmm. When you're young, when you're 24, it's not uncommon to have a few part-time jobs, especially if you're pursuing something like professionally, one of those is going to be one of them, but you still need other jobs to support yourself. True. So that's just my, con I like, yeah, they don't go into it, but I don't really, I'm okay with that. <laughs> like <laughs> he makes enough to pay rent. Um, they live in Michigan, so I don't know how bad rent is there but this is also a while back this is like right before the economy tanked so probably money was a lot easier in this country at that time little did they know right after this happened <laughs> um but anyway yeah so we get that like day in the life and then um they have this conversation where she is um he's saying like what are you gonna do and she's like nothing i don't know leave me alone and it's just annoying to watch and then he's like well are you gonna get a job and she's like they never call me back it's just, this is her constant manipulation her avoidance technique oh, they never call me back so what's the point like i'm the one person in the whole world that could is physically incapable of getting a job you should just accept that basically she doesn't say those words but that's the attitude and she says, what's the point? And Adam says off camera, or not off camera, but like in the talking head, you know, with just the producers, it's the point I get angry, but then I just have to hold the anger in. And I'm like, no, you don't have to hold the anger in. You should not do that. That's not the answer, Adam, sir. Anyway, sorry. It's hard Did to ever say how old he was. I don't believe so. I didn't catch it. And I was doing really, was I was he, like older than her or was he the uh, same age as her? I don't know at all, all. It did not say his age. I know that for a fact. It just said that he, they met through a mutual friend and had been dating for a year and a half. He doesn't look, <clears throat> he doesn't look much older than her. Um, he doesn't look much older than 24 to me, but he could be, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what just happened in my throat. Um, so yeah. Um, and then we get a break, uh, where, I'm sorry, uh, not a break, but a transition where Alyssa 
goes home and the caption is like, Alyssa often goes home to ask for money and food. And uh, that's fun. So she shows up at home and like, don't it's, we all <laughs> No, but it's like, it's so it's awkward because, you know, her parents don't want her to be there. Her mom, Pat, is pretty like, that's what I'll call resting bitch face because Pat looks like pissed off. She's just like all the time. But I don't I don't know if that's just because of the situation um, or not. But she visits home and then they're like, how are you? And she goes, I'm hungry. It's like, OK, <laughs> Just walked in our goddamn door. You're 24 years old, but thanks. So glad to know you're hungry. Well, and then her parents raised her to. I know, I know. It's true. Think that that's okay, you know. Yeah, and they aren't any better at, at you know saying no to her than Adam is, and they raised her. So the dad shows her some bills. He's like, I want you to look at some things, um, and there are a bunch of bills like on his credit card because basically. To her and to most addicts or to a lot of addicts it's like they know they're gonna have to face up to something eventually but they're not think they, they literally could not care less when they're getting the money it's like i'll deal with that later so it happens over and over again because you know clearly they're not being punished she still has access to this money she still has access to these credit cards which is insane i mean i fucking wish thirty thousand dollars on 25 cent machines i see shit like this and i'm like damn my parents do not love me like <laughs> i wish my mom like i had a credit card and i could just whatever my mom would pay it well yeah i do too but at least your parents don't enable you and like i don't know at least they loved you enough to teach you to be a good person to be a good person yeah, yeah. yeah. To i want the credit card <laughs> just joking hey they taught you how to be industrative just in just industrative that's not a word Indust. wow i think it might be a little bit wet tipsy and i gotta move on okay um avoidance no idea what word that is so it's like industry industriative that's not a word kyler is industriative a word what? Industrial, like when you're, like, that's the fucking word I'm trying to think of. Uh, I have no idea. Okay, never mind. Just never mind. I'll figure it out. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. I smoke too, and it's not having good of it. <laughs> anyway, she's hungry. And dad's like, hey, look at all these bills that I have. And she's just like, just don't show me that. Why do you let me look at that? Why are you being like this? Which is insane because she's the one putting them into debt. And then she's like, if I could just win, da -da 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 -da, everything, everything would get better. And it's, again, more avoidance and attitude. She's kind of a nightmare, honestly. Like, again, I, I, have, I have to just think about the fact that, like, she can temper herself enough that she doesn't gamble when she doesn't have money to gamble with, I guess, whether it's from the credit card or not, because then they, they are telling her like, well, I think the only reason you're not gambling right now is because you don't have any money. And if you get a job, you're just going to spend that on gambling. And she turns that around like, well, then I should never have to get a job. <laughs> it's like, no, princess, that's not what it means. Um, so anyway, she can temper herself I know, enough. When she said that, I was like, 
what the actual fuck yeah you're how could she she possibly turn that around i don't get mom just like didn't even know what to say she was like yeah um because she knows that that her parents yeah her parents will back down it's it's bad um so anyway finally we get some background and the background like i'm so sorry it's true like what they say though um like well like tyler on teen mom said this like you don't know if you're doing a good job with raising your kids until it's too late oof that's yeah that that's check you know honestly because people yeah people spend their whole lives wondering if they did a good job you know and they're just waiting to be proven it is a word intestinal is a word (laughs) is it yeah but it's not what i meant um i don't know meaning there we go definition no never mind i don't know i'm sorry i need to shut up okay so the background what why you know ostensibly why this started we don't know like they say her life was hunky-dory before her accident um but we don't know that so actually i i had a clip from before talking about the accident that is kind of uh a little blurb with the parents talking about her upbringing um and then it and then later and then we feed into the accident so this is like kind of about her debt her upbringing her parents and her upbringing if i can find it there it is all right share screen and i will unshare the screen baby after mm-hmm. don't you worry about it <laughs> not you have to remind me the debtors never stop coming they never stop calling they want their payment but i still have to look after her um you know I, it's my daughter and i love her and I, I do the best i can to try to support her i don't know how she ever got in this direction but i thought she'd be somewhere different than where she is now. When Elise was first born, oh, it was very exciting. I have to say she was the prettiest baby. (laughs) She had a lot of potential back then, still does. But she read books at an early age. Bright young lady, definitely my little girl. Daddy's little girl. Anyway, okay, that's a shorty, but... I just kind of wanted to play it because the mom is like, uh, I guess I, I had... we're going to be obsessed with the accent. <laughs> well, it's not even the accent. She's like, I know I can't even, I don't even know how to do her accent, but she's like, I knew, um, I guess I have to say she was the beautiful, uh, most beautiful baby. It's like, what a jerk, you know, I guess I have to, you know? She's like, well, when she was born, she was happy. And I guess I have, I have to say she's the most beautiful baby. I did not take her as that at all. Really? Yeah. Well, later on, when she talks, she's like, she's had enough chances. You know, I don't know. I mean. Well, she's probably sick of her shit. I, I get it. Be? Yeah. But like you said, she's enabling her. She raised her this way and she's enabling her. Mm-hmm. It's just. Usta. So, um. I'm gonna we're gonna go back to a clip pretty quickly 
um, after we talk about the accident. So the accident changed everything is the first line we hear before we it, it's revealed that um, Elisa had a really, really bad car accident, which was touch and go. She almost didn't make it. Um, and it broke every bone in her face, they said. And they had to reconstruct her face twice. I was not expecting that, A. And yeah. B, you would never know by looking at her face. When she no. said that, I was shocked. It like, is really. You would never know. It must have, her skin must have been okay. It must have simply been the bones. Because if her skin had been damaged, you would be able to tell. So it's, yeah, it's astounding that they could do whatever they did. She says I mean, that she can allegedly tell. But well, this I understand. You can this I understand. That's a that's like a big trigger for body dysmorphia. No, um, no, like I get it. Your like, face is suddenly not your you face. Would, yeah, for you, sure. And she but, does look different from but the way that she's talking about it. Though is like she's some sort of like has a huge mutant. scar down her face. Yeah, like that or well, worse. Well, I, I do believe that's how she sees herself. I mean. If I'm speaking honestly, even if she is spoiled, I believe that that is how she sees herself. Well, she's really pretty, and you would have never been. Able oh, to she's beautiful. Looking at her, you know. Yeah, that's very true. And I'm sorry I didn't minimize the window, but this is because there's this is the other clip, and then I'll minimize it. So this is uh, Elisa talking about her accident, and then speaking and speaking on her gambling, and yeah, here we go. I looked quite a bit different and everyone says it looks fine now you know it looks good but I don't believe them when I'm gambling I do not care how I look in fact I'd rather look bad more than anything so no one talks to me and bothers me while I'm playing it sounds like the accident changed her she is more obsessive she makes rash decisions. When I get to the machine, then I have solitude. There's some underlying problem with her casino gambling. Maybe she's in pain. I really don't know. Let's hope there's parking. Yeah. The first time I won $2,500 was a really good feeling. I was elated to win that and I pretty much spent that within a matter of a week. I won that and I can win more now. So which one are you going to I always go over here. All right, and then you hear the beginning of her going into the casino with a friend who agreed to go with her for that day and I believe for the for the sole purpose of being part of this documentary. <clears throat> at first, I thought that she was at the casino across the border in Canada. The uh, oh. but then I googled it, and there's a casino in Detroit called MGM Grand Detroit, oh. and, you, and I know she's in the Detroit area because it showed her on the highway. Um, yeah, and you can see the sky. Detroit. Yeah, there's a skyline. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, watching her pull into the the casino parking lot because they all <laughs> look the same. It like triggered me in a way where like i wanted to go like i felt like so upset over covid in that moment because nostalgia like, yeah 
because like it's so exciting like you just go mm -hmm. there and then i don't know sure niagara falls like we'd always at least just park at the casino and then you know you have the whole night ahead of you it's like fun yeah it's a stimulus to you that reminds you of fun so when you see it you're like i want to have fun things. oh my gosh hun, i, so I completely understand also i don't know why i'm calling you like baby and honey all of a sudden it's just happening it's okay i love it um <laughs> But um, seriously, though, it's like it's so weird because sorry to just go on a little. No, no, please do. Depression tangent. For it's OK. Second. Please talk to me. I'm your but doctor. Just saying <laughs> you never know. Like it sounds lame, but like you never know it is there until it's gone. Like all of these things we took for granted. Like I used to go to the casino once a month because I would go watch like the little shows like my stepmom Aww. would go for a drink. And it's like. I never even thought about that being like anything crazy, but like mm. now that it's gone, you're like, you know, or even like that little things gone. like getting your nails done or like, you know, anything. I don't know. Yeah. That's all I had to say. I absolutely Thank understand. You for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> I said that the other day. <laughs> what did I say uh, to Kyler? I said something about like parent training or something and i was like anyway that's my ted talk to kyler and i was like actually this is my ted talk just google it <laughs> yeah. i was like so annoyed with some barrett or something just fucking google it <laughs> uh, some needy sometimes people are needy but it's fine um because i have boundaries so i just wanted to um to give a little uh anecdote it's not about gambling but re Regarding the face thing, I have a friend who, I won't say her name, but she's very healthy, very successful, very gorgeous, um, like really, really pretty. And like, I'd kill to have her body. <laughs> like, um, And I met her at work quite a long time ago, but we have kept in touch. And she, before I knew her, she had had to have jaw surgery because her like just she had issues with her jaw and her bones that were causing her pain just the way she was born and so they had they broke her jaw and reset it which isn't mm -hmm. as rare as you'd think but because of that um when it was all healed her face looked completely different because mm -hmm. you think about it your face is only your face because of the shape of your bones and if you change that so she was and i've seen pictures of her before and you can definitely tell there's a difference like you wouldn't think she was a different person just like you wouldn't think that you know most celebrities are different people after they have plastic surgery well some of them yes you would but um what's her name uh chloe kardashian <laughs> yeah and i was also she gonna Renee, uh, yeah insane she looks insane and no, she Renee, looks good but i'm just saying she looks she, insane from how she looked like in the first season but i know she's like she looks like a not a real person um we should do an episode where we go through all the kardashians and their phases and their looks and <laughs> the their evolution person. of the kardashians I mean, we should make a book about that that'd be I great do a whole series about that sort of <laughs> that's okay <laughs> um no i was uh, renee zellweger this is not the same person anymore. oh yeah um yeah. but it's just because she got rest remember <laughs> anyway uh so anyway this friend of mine she said you know for it's real it's still hard she said i'm okay but when i look at myself in the mirror i don't i still don't think i see myself because she didn't choose to change her appearance you know um and even if you do it can still cause those kind of psychological effects and also what sucked is she had to um have like just liquid meals for so long that it really fucked up her stomach so now she can't like eat the way she want, used to but so that sucks but 
she's okay. I mean, she's, well, she's better than okay. <laughs> but anyway, so I do, that's my like secondhand experience with that kind of body dysmorphia from quote unquote disfiguration, which is really just a di different, different placement of your face bones. <laughs> no, for sure. I can't even imagine how that feels. Like you wake up one day and you just look like a different person and you feel yeah. like a different person. It's like, like a movie. It would be, it would be really weird, but I'm just saying like when you Excuse hear me. the word my face was disfigured and I had to get reconstructive surgery. You literally yeah. think of like something in a movie, like some you crazy shit. Think right? of like, so. well, have you ever seen? It's it's upsetting to look at, so don't look it up unless you're prepared. I, that's to everybody. But there have been like I think like eight, maybe six successful face transplants done in the world, and by that I mean someone's face is gone for one reason or another, the skin and, and the tissue and everything, but the muscle and everything remains. And they, t they get donor face from somebody who's died and they adhere it to that person's face, but that person, but it's not like a Hollywood movie. They don't look, I mean, it's great and it makes it so that they can have a life, but like oftentimes it's like, It'll be just like a mound of skin and then like Does it eye look holes. Like leather face? <laughs> no, it looks it looks like I know this sounds mean, but it looks like where did like where did the face go? Because a lot of times their heads are really small and then like it'll just be like like they look very disfigured. It's a great improvement of life. I'll but... look it up when I get a little more drunk. You yeah. Out a little right now. Well, there was an article. I guess what I'm thinking of that freaked me out more than the after pictures. It really wasn't the after pictures. I mean, I can understand that people are disfigured. It was the before pictures of like the damage and then the picture of just the face like on the the tray in the operating room it was it was oh. super horror movie-esque because <laughs> it's got no eyes and, ah! anyway so that really stuck with me like, hey see um, you guys what's the, what's that Jeepers creepers movie uh, no 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 it's the third one in the devil's rejects I have no trilogy a uh, three from hell mm. there's a scene where um they're all like in the forest and the girl they're like uh on the run or whatever from the yeah. law and the one girl finds them and she tries to kill them but they turn it around on her and they guys trigger warning right now slash if you don't like it's it's not real it's a <laughs> I know. fictional movie but if you don't like gruesome stuff just fast forward the next like 40 seconds um they have her tied to a tree and then they skin off her face uh. and take it with them and they just leave her there tied up to the tree without her face You'd think blood loss would kill her, right? Pretty instantly. Um, eventually. I don't know. It's a movie. Okay. <laughs> Before I throw up. <laughs> Rob Zombie. I know. Yeah, that's, that's great. It's great. Um, so she's she's chasing an old win, basically, uh, back to Elisa. Um, and she she likes the avoidance of being at the casino she likes the privacy and I, I i bet she likes the energy just like justina saying she doesn't express that but it's that too is addictive you know like like i said you can gamble online she's not doing that she's choosing to go to these slot machines so she clearly feels like safe here mm -hmm. um and krista her best friend is uh, uh, joining her this time which is unusual 
And she's basically like, oh, look, you're up 200. Why don't you cash out, cash out, cash out? And she's like, no, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. You don't see, I'm going to get a bonus. And she just gets sucked in. And you see that she really cannot walk away. Um, and then Adam shows up at the casino, which doesn't help anything. And he's like, stop, just stop, just stop. And then, um, and then Napoleon Dynamite. I do. But that's what he sounds like, though. Yeah, he does. does. So, yeah. And um, so he and Krista just leave. Um, and they're just talking about, like, man, she won't stop. And then you, it goes back to Elisa, and she's just like, they don't understand because they don't gamble. And now I can do whatever I want because they're gone. It's like, sweet. <laughs> okay. This is literally my stepmom when I would go to the casino with her like she would just feed wow. the machines like 50s over and over and over again and then um somehow remember one time because i'll play like 20 dollars or something like that you know but yeah. once it's gone i don't if i'm like, up well that's the, gone i'm not gonna it, do it again i don't play these boring machines like this girl's playing like i play the like interactive one yeah i would play know? blackjack so that's like, what i want to play i don't do the tables but Wait, um oh you but you play machines but just more entertaining yeah, but ones. i play like the interactive machine oh. with like the storylines and stuff you know i, don't, I, I have no idea like... but sounds fun yeah so i want i do want to play the tables i can play blackjack i don't know how to play anything else i used to know how to play poker Could i've relearn. never played blackjack with like the dealer at the casino oh. i've only played it at the casino like on the Oh, the machine on the on the screen. Yeah, that sounds more my speed. <laughs> I don't have I'm, to make direct eye contact I'm like, with I'm anybody. Like Austin Powers, <laughs> sir, you're only at a five. Are you sure? Yes, I also like to live on the wild side. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite parts of that. Austin Powers. Austin Powers has been referenced to me many times within the past twenty four hours, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> Like I thought you were gonna say, and I've never seen it. I was no, like, of course I have. It's just been a while. But Kyler was trying to reference something like really specific last night, and I was like, "Honey, I love you so much, but I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, I don't know where you're going with this." And he's like, "You know, awesome power." And he doesn't drink. He was just like trying to think about it. And I'm like, "Honey, just eat your banana. It's fine." <laughs> it's like really hard to follow him, and I was getting kind of annoyed. <laughs> but he's so cute. Anyway, um, anyway, Austin Powers is one of my all-time favorites. Oh, I just need to rewatch. Hey, we should do Austin Powers. We should do we at should. least at least the first one. Um, oh, and Charlie's Angels. Remember that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Same time. Um, so then we basically cut to the pre-intervention, where Jeff is talking about cutting her off. Bottom lines. You know, what are you gonna do? to make sure that she goes through with this, right? And then we get a stat that's one one fifth or one out of five gambling addicts will attempt suicide according okay, to statistics. This was like in Niagara, Niagara Falls, like where Ooh. I go, like the casinos I go, uh -huh. you, you never hear about it on the news or anything. Yeah. But apparently there's like tons of people who have killed themselves by jumping off the falls like after losing all their money yeah that's wild i mean yeah that's terrible i'm not i'm not gonna comment but that yeah that's really sad I'd, i never thought about that before but it makes a lot of sense because you know it's a lot of gambling is an impulsive behavior it and makes sense though because it's not like 
cocaine or something like i'm not saying people don't lose their homes and shit over cocaine because they definitely do but that's more like a slow burn if that makes sense that's what i'm yeah i'm saying it's all gambling it could literally be an all in one night because you could be like it's all about tv shows all the time like all or nothing you know and depending on the show sometimes they win and sometimes they lose but because the drug the drug itself is the adrenaline and if your adrenaline is running high, you have no impulse control. And you might even get adrenaline from jumping, you know? I don't know. Who's to say? Um, so Jeff is her interventionist. I love Jeff. I He's my favorite. Recognized him. He's my I favorite. actually recognized both the interventionists. Yeah, two OGs. Well, they're two of the best. Um, Candy we'll see in the other storyline but jeff is the interventionist here and i fucking love jeff and here is a clip of just a little bit of the intervention itself um but i i'm not gonna play the whole thing don't worry it's only like a minute um yeah it's a little it's like a minute 30 seconds so here we go oh gotta share with you sweetie baby honey cookie are not willing to change you know i won't give you money you know i won't bail you out of jail sorry you know i won't that's the other guy um it's a couple seconds after this i'll just cut this out heartache i know i'm gonna emotionally shut down down lisa i'm here because i love you very much and i'm willing to do anything to get you out i can remember the day that you won the school spelling bee It's all right, man. Let it out. Sorry. It's all right. I don't appreciate this at all. Everyone's upset about it. I don't like the secrets. How things have changed. Hurt me to find out that you actually stole money from me by transferring money from my account to your online gambling casinos. Lisa, will you please get help today? I don't know what you mean by that. Well, there's a plan. I can tell you what it is, if you agree to get help. We get up, go to your house, pack a bag, go to the airport. There's a treatment center in um, North Carolina. I'm absolutely not going. I'm not that bad. I just can't go, and I know that. I can't leave. I'm not leaving. I can leave. I mean, I'll get help, but I'm not getting on some plane and leaving my home. All right. So that's all I'm going to play of that because it really nothing changes from there. It just evolves. And I don't know if you can hear it, but in the captions, Adam goes, okay. <laughs> like, okay, never mind. Sorry. And that's a dead giveaway. Dead giveaway for how this ends up this so monday we got big testicles because let's do it every day give away with this dude didn't have a clue me too um i like keep wanting to put it at the end of an episode 
<laughs> but we can't because we it can only be for that one topic. Um, so Adam talks, and it's stupid. She doesn't listen. I mean, he's not stupid, but she doesn't listen. She's just rolling her eyes. Stop! I like my life. Mom speaks, tries, and then she just tries to manipulate the situation. Um, she says, oh, well, I'll do an outpatient program, da-da-da-da, nearby. Um, and then he says, what do you, th uh, Jeff says to the family, what do you think about that? And they all say, it won't work, she won't go. And this hit me because this reminds me of said friend that I am no longer speaking to because of her own situation. And this is very her. Like, oh, it's so good now because I saw this one outpatient therapist and I go once a month and my mom even comes with me. And it's like, that doesn't saying anything about your behavior or your lifestyle it's just a way to get people off your back and like i'm so i've been through this i've round the block with you enough that i know your tricks and i'm not buying it so anyway um i listened to jeff unfortunately this family does not and um she goes on alisa goes on to call their bluff and it works she now lives with adam and her parents pay all her bills again i mean i don't know where she is now but this is as of the end of the episode um didn't it say that it does say three months later she tried she chooses to go locally but it doesn't give us a sober date so who knows right so your guess is as good as mine i've never seen an elisa follow-up but never it's never too late i guess um but yeah so that's elisa and i think we're gonna take a quick break after take a quick break for a wee and um <laughs> and then we'll come back and talk about brand the other addiction <laughs> okay i shall pause we'll be right back mm -hmm. and we're back with brian 24 from arizona likes to model and write but is a meth addict and what else is he addicted to justine and sex yeah okay and he says the two go hand in hand yeah well they definitely do for him because we physically see it we, sh we sure do okay so when he's talking about his meth addiction here he says that he snorts it yeah smokes it shoots it and he eats it i didn't know you could eat meth i didn't know i this mean was a thing. i don't know that that's a very effective way to ingest meth but I mean, I guess if it's ruining your teeth either way, I would think that would be a, a easier way to die because you might like get, you know, cause it has like bleach and shit in it. And if you eat bleach, it could have bleach in it. So I did not know that either. I am not. I was so confused. I am not a pro. I've, ne I've never heard of that either. I've never heard of that either. And I wonder if that's like, just like a, something you would do for show, you know, or, or what um but yeah he said basically we learned that he's been on a four-year binge meth binge um and it fuels his sex addiction we, we don't learn this right off the bat but he has been living in um arizona for the past four years i believe four years um yes in order to the, his reason for moving there from vermont was to get clean but as we see you know a as we meet him he's being kicked out of a sober living home and so it looks like he's had bouts of attempts to be sober but for four years he's essentially been on a meth binge um and a sex binge 
So, but before that, um, we see him going to an adult bookstore talking about how he has cravings. Uh, okay, okay. But why did they call it a bookstore? This could be called a stag <laughs> store, a sex store, an adult novelty store. You know what? It's an American store. Why is it called a bookstore? There's no it's an American place. thing. It's an American thing. I don't know why. Maybe it's supposed to be a front. Maybe they used to be books and then they just upgraded to video. But they really are routinely called adult bookstores. Do like, you have chains of them or is it just like... Not that I know of, no. Ours is like a Canadian chain. Like it's... Oh, there's two. Oh, there's nice. one called Stag Shop and then the other one's called Love Shop. Stag Shop's a little nicer, higher end stuff. Uh, Love Shop sells a lot of like the cheesy Halloween costumes <laughs> and stuff. We have Spencer's Not gifts. Not that I would know that. Um, we have Spencer's too, but Spencer's is tame compared to like what the no, stores have. I, I Like Spencer's has like little vibrators and stuff like that I know. like these these stores have look like, i've never bought sex toys from spencer's but everything. to be honest the only the only sexual stuff i've bought i have certainly bought vibrators but i've i've only ever bought things like that online um because i don't want to go to one of the creepy privately owned adult quote-unquote bookstores around here because they gross me out there are there's like there might be like a small chain like pleasures of the heart that's nearby but it's not like classy or anything see the places that i was talking about like here they they're all it's all like uh young pretty girls working there you uh, know what I mean? like victoria's like, secret not like that but like I don't know, or like goth looking girls. It's never like Yeah, we don't have anything like that. People who work there. If we you know if we I had mean? a store like that, I'd go to it. But no. I, I just get creep creep vibes. There's one um that I pass by on Second Street on my way home most days, depending on where I'm coming from, because I work based on where my client is. And um it's so icky and creepy and it's upstairs and it's all dusty in the windows and it's still lit up and I'm like, what is that a front for? No one's going there for adult books. Like, what are they actually selling? You know what I mean? It's upstairs, upstairs of an auto parts shop. Like, it's it's skeezy as fuck. Um, no, as far as I know, we don't have any big chains, but I'm just in one tiny part, 50th of this, well, not technically, but I'm in one of the 50 states. So other people of America, let us know. Are there like sex store chains and are they called bookstores or am i crazy okay well anyway he's at this adult bookstore in arizona which as justine has pointed out doesn't seem to sell books sells it sells porn and shit but it's, it's also store. it's so a sex store but it's also a place where games, you can all that shit and you can rent a booth is what i was getting okay. to because not i've never and would never go to a place like that. It's gross. This, I've never seen this before. I Only was... in movies. Only in movies. But yeah, this clearly exists. I mean, I was I've heard tell. It's nasty. And yeah. Um, I was shocked. I was in tears almost. It's it, it's a it's a it's a real housewives of Atlanta line. Um, <laughs> I was like, it's upsetting, but okay. But but yeah, like I. First of all, I thought it was a glory hole situation. After oh, that. yeah, that's. And that then would... I was like, no, he's just literally. He's guys, just watching so it's porn. Like a stall, but it's like. Um, it's like a bath. It's a porn bathroom. Like a bath yeah, it's like a bathroom stall, except it's like a teeny little bench and a TV in there, and that's it. So you just like sit on the bench and watch the porn, and. Yeah, you like rent. Yes, you rent whatever video you want, and you stay in there. I think you play pay per minute. 
or pay per time period. Mm-hmm. It's like a dressing room where you can jerk off to a screen. And this is definitely a thing. Um, this guy's in there doing like lines of meth. And they're doing meth and jacking off in front of the camera, which can you imagine? <laughs> was he jerking off? Because I missed yes. that. Yeah, but they, they clip. that he was doing lines. He was, but they clip around it. They just show his face, but you can tell he's like, Liz, Liz, and you can kind of like. Ew. Moving. Yeah. The other one I was going to have you cover was way worse. It was the guy who would just, he was going speed, this big scary dude, and he would watch um, like porn for like 12 hours straight in his bedroom and it sh- would show him under a blanket just like, and you just see the blanket going like this. Ooh, so gross. Ugh. Anyway, um, I can't watch a random dude masturbate. That is so gross <laughs> to me. Like a random skis on, on Did TV. You see the video of, um, my God, what is his name? The guy that played Angel on Buffy. <gasps> Him, his jerk off video. No. Why like, couldn't I find it? Oh, like, you haven't seen it? Like on purpose jerk off video? Yeah, like he released it. It's like I saw like a screenshot of it, but I didn't. Oh, wow. I've heard so many people talk about this. Video. I'm going to be real and honest with you. Too. I really have a crush on him. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about creepy, gross people that I would never want to see naked, let alone see them do that. I'm not talking about like in a sexy mood, it's a sexy person, it's sexy time. Like there's nothing wrong with masturbation. I just don't want to see this guy Brian do meth and masturbate in a booth. You know what I mean? And by um, the way, he's supposed David to David Boreanaz is his name. Yes, thank you. I don't know though. He's like had he's been arrested for like hitting his girlfriend, so Oh, I didn't know that. I'm I not just, a, like, I don't I don't I He is there. hot as fuck. Are you kidding? He Oh my god, I had such a crush on him in bones. Oh my god. Seriously? Bones. <laughs> um It's called bones for a reason. No, I'm just Brian, kidding. Though, he's they claim he's only 24. Dude looks at least 36. Yeah, because he's right? on meth. Yeah, because he's on meth. <laughs> That's yeah, what haven't you still. seen faces of meth.com? Well, for meth, he looked okay. Like have you seen pretty, I I've seen, yes. Yeah. For being on meth, he did look okay, but he didn't look 24. Oh, that's no, he doesn't. You're right. He really he looked, doesn't. He looked normal, just like 15 years older than he is <laughs> yeah it's, it's not a good look um and then he so yeah anyway he says meth and sex and the porn go hand in hand and then he leaves the adult bookstore and he's like later it's like norm leaving cheers except nothing like that and then we see diane his mom and jim his dad which is funny because my mom's best friend his name is diane and she's her husband's name is jim but like diane is like the uber mom like her kids are all like great her youngest just got married so it's funny it's like diane and jim in a whole different context um and they're like he'll surely die uh and then we talk about abandonment issues and we find out that brian was adopted when he was 11 months old um after being in foster care and by the time he was adopted he was already uh rejecting rejecting all attempts at affection and according to his dad nothing's changed so that's pretty rough. Um, so attachment disorder is something that occurs. Was his sister adopted as well? It's never stated. We do not know. Okay, I wasn't sure. If but she is older. I just missed it or not? No, they they didn't mention so. I'm because it, it's obviously it's one thing to be a, be adopted. 
Um, but it's a whole nother freaking ball game if, you know, your sister's the biological child. And sure. And there's a lot more to it. There's there's all these biological uh, components and who knows if his parent was an addict. I don't know that they knew anything about him. So he could have yeah. been he could have been addicted at birth because that will absolutely affect attachment disorder or cause attachment disorder let plus tons of behavioral problems let alone making you have an addictive personality so i think there's a lot to be said for that and it's interesting that they don't seem to know or they didn't talk about that but this is 2005 you said right i think so yeah. and that's 16 years ago so like this is way before even a lot of that was acknowledged um it's amazing how much awareness we've grown accrued after in that time um and so then my first clip with brian is i call it brian and derek derek is brian's quote unquote boyfriend i wouldn't call him that he's somebody that i would call him an ex that brian stays with and you'll know why i said that based on this clip <laughs> so yeah yeah here we go Derek was nice enough to let me stay with him as long as I stay clean. Brian and I have been dating for the last year. I really, um, really care about him just as a person, and I know that he needs somebody to help him stay clean in some way. I mean, obviously, I can't control what he does because he's his own person. Uh -huh. Want to hear your horoscope? No. A partner or a dear friend? No, stop. Why not? Because I don't want to hear it right now. I'm just trying to do something. Well, you can't listen and do something at the same no, time. No, I don't feel like it. Want to hear mine? No. I've been doing everything in my power to push him away. He just keeps coming back. Where are you going? Um, I'm going out to friend's house. Who? Uh... None of your business. Because if you're not going to tell me who you're going to, then um, why do I need to tell you? Back here. Well, why don't you need to tell me? When Brian brings up the thought of using drugs, my anxiety level goes up. If you really cared about me the way I care about you, why would you go out and use drugs? But oh. if you must know, I'm going to Steve's. Well, then you can take all your stuff with you because you're not coming back here. And you know, it's the one person who <laughs> your life, but yet you want to go hang with him. He's not using that chance you love me and care about me but you try to control me way too much I control you brian mm -hmm. how is it controlling when you know you shouldn't be in a situation like that when you know exactly what it's going to do to you don't tell me that he's not smoking i know he is he said he's not i talked to him yesterday he didn't sound normal you won't say no i'm not going there to do it though you don't know that you know he'll have some you know i'm being ridiculous no i'm not all right, so <clears throat> obviously Brian is lying. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I was, I was confused by this as well because they both say that they're in a relationship and spoiler alert, at the end, Derek attends the intervention. So obviously, you know, he is a different level with him. But uh, I like, think... Yeah, like you oh, said, that in that interaction was definitely not 
a very, couple. Like, first of all, he said, I keep trying to push him away and he keeps coming back. Yes, yes. Derek is a, is a last resort. That's all he is. He's not a boyfriend. He wants to be. It's not Derek's fault, but also Derek is enabling him. I mean, as obviously anybody that helps him is enabling him at this point. Uh, but it is, it's sad for Derek because he's fighting like, like there's a point. You know, like he doesn't get that there's no point in having this argument because either keep him there and he does what he wants or kick him out like there's no changing this guy by just saying you can't do this it's that's just not functional because to an addict that's like you know caging an animal and i don't mean that in a derogatory sense that's how i felt when any ever somebody tried to take my bulimia away from me or if somebody if something threatened that i was like ready to fucking scream i didn't care like i, I didn't necessarily do that but i was ready to be like don't fucking talk to me. Like, get out of my face. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, leave me alone. Go. So I'm not saying he's an animal because he's addicted to drugs. I'm saying the animal inside of us all comes out when we feel threatened. And anybody that's addicted to something is going to be feeling threatened. And that's exactly what Derek's doing right now. And Brian doesn't even go hang out with any, any person. He actually um has gone out to call a phone service for men so he just wants it's like tinder but on the phone because this very is david a grinder under yes it is very oh my goodness david from as addicted to um wow 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 girl i didn't even think about that good point um yeah and they never talk about it but i'm like i wonder if part of his abandonment issues ever had to do with him coming out he doesn't talk about it but one might wonder um if that uh, seems like it would have been hard especially this is 2005 so he came out in the early 2000s maybe before that i mean it was not easy it's not easy now just speaking from people that i know and, and stories that i've heard and just my knowledge of american culture um but yeah he goes out and he so basically he goes out and does if it were today he would be on grinder mm -hmm. but it's a phone service and not like um paid sex but just like to hook guys up um so he's like okay i'm five seven one four, 145 pounds which is like really thin <laughs> for a man like he's really small um and i'm you know blonde hair blue eyes uh and he says he's had uh, over 500 partners and according to the producers he's used condom with two two how is that possible? Drugs. How could 500 people fuck you without a condom? Drugs. I don't know, man. I mean, it's it depends on, like you said, everything is its own cult. It depends on where you are. Everything's a cult. I mean, I feel like... I don't mean being gay. I mean the drug. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know if, like, I mean, I can only speak for straight men, um mm -hmm. but any straight guy like would probably fuck you without a condom yep like, that's what i'm saying so if i mean men are men so like if the gay community is like the it's same the same thing as an addiction think about the the cost later i'll have sex Basically, now what i'm saying is whether you're gay or straight if you're a man you think with your dick and that's it so. yeah. <laughs> in most cases that's very true i've never had a guy be like we can't do it. actually that's not true um stay tuned or join our patreon for after hours to hear a very surprising story about which guy insisted on wearing a condom uh, not that i not that i wouldn't provide one it just 
you have to hear the whole stories story i'm so excited for our after hours tonight yes oh yeah we should tease it wait we should tease it uh we're gonna rank each other's past in uh, encounters <laughs> uh mm -hmm. i don't want to say lovers but uh one night stands boyfriends yeah. whatever we're just having girl talk pretty much girl talk slumber party um, exactly uh, anyways what was i gonna say okay, oh, no. condoms what what about stealthing what about that stealthing is that wait what's what do you mean by stealthing I hope I'm getting the the word right. Um, when a guy like takes the condom off in the middle of sex <gasps> without you knowing. That's right. Thank you. That's, That's right. Happened to me before. <gasps> Justine. Like, That's years and years ago. But that's right. That's right, because no one consented to it. So yeah, no, exactly. The guys should get be able to get charged for that because it's like yep. just because I consent to having sex. It's with so you, hard to prove. It doesn't mean it's two completely different things. Exactly, because, because I'll if fuck you're you with a condom, doesn't mean I'll fuck if you. If you're fun. exactly because I'll fuck you with a condom means I'll fuck you, but I'm gonna do everything to protect myself against having your baby and getting your diseases. Um, also, if you can say no in the middle of of sex, then you sure as hell can say no because the condom came off. So, and if you didn't know, then there was no consent. Mm -hmm. I need a gavel in here. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he meets this guy Tony uh, to play, and um, I just think it's funny that they said that because it just sounded really put on for the show. <laughs> Um, and he says, you know, there's something hot about anonymous sex. And he's in the room with Tony. He's in a hotel room with Tony. And Tony's like, yeah, I used to do meth all the time. And he's like, well, does it bother you? And he's like, no, it's fine. Just like, don't tweak out on me. I don't want to deal with it. You know, basically, <laughs> don't have a bad high. He's, he's like, like, no, no, no. He's like, yeah, just like, yeah. Don't, don't, just don't freak out, man. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't care. You guys, high as you want. Just don't like freak out on me. I'm yeah. Like, what a very reasonable, nice man he is. Especially someone who was addicted to meth previously and apparently can say no to it. Good for him. Um, or maybe wasn't addicted, just, just one of those rare people they can just use and then stop. Um, but anyway, poor. I felt bad for Tony because Tony was just like trying to get laid because that's what they agreed on. Um, and he's trying and they have these sexual negotiations and Brian's like, so like, what do you think about? Like, are you bottom or top or like whatever? Like, it's like, all business-like and tony's trying to like be sexy and he puts his finger in his mouth and brian's like not really into it um and uh and then tony is just like it was weird um and anyway it didn't go on very long and then he left <laughs> so brian at 2 a.m is back on the phone line and he's like i'm in control i know i'm in control of my addiction because i know how to maintain and then it pops up that he's had three stds i forgot which ones like gonorrhea syphilis syphilis and gonorrhea and chlamydia he's lucky he doesn't have herpes right how, how, that he's seems so strange hiv no i'm yes he's much luckier he doesn't have hiv i'm just saying it's i should have said it's surprising he doesn't have herpes just because that one's so common mm -hmm. well, i meant also i guess but the other ones you can cure he might they just didn't say it but yeah he is very lucky he doesn't have hiv he have 500 people um and uh, that's i think that's a little bit of an exaggeration no don't ask me it's just what they said on the show and also i'm not saying we're not saying aids because he's gay we're just saying like fucking you 
anybody can get AIDS or HIV, I should say. Honestly, I, do, I don't even think of it as that at all. Neither do I. Like one time I remember having this conversation with my mom um, about how in the, was it the eighties? I guess was the eighties mm -hmm. when like, mm -hmm. when, you know, the AIDS HIV, crisis, AIDS was like this gay disease. And like, yeah, people thought gay people were so dirty because they thought of, they thought they were, it was, that it was a political like, tactic to to blame it on the gays because they wanted to dis disenfranchise anybody that was in support like any it's supportive movement for gay people because that went against their agenda it's all bullshit it's all political bullshit but yeah absolutely it was known as the gay disease and i, I couldn't even imagine living when that was happening even though I, I wasn't born too far away like i'm acting like i'm so young but yeah still still like from from when now we are born, young like, we are young I, I mean, I've only ever lived where, like, people don't really care if you're gay or not. That's For the good. most part. Right? Yeah, and also I think it seems that way on the surface, but once you are actually gay, I think your experience is very oh, affected. For, for sure. Yeah. Of course. But sure. I, under I understand what you mean. It's not a war. It doesn't feel like a war. But sometimes it's a passive-aggressive war, which I imagine can feel quite terrible. Not from you or I, but from all... The, a lot of society uh so yeah so he's back on the phone um and then we um we cut to his parents call him um because they're gonna plan he doesn't know about the intervention of course but they're planning to bring him out to vermont to see them um and he's talking about how he's like i can't make any promises about not using there i want to respect them but i just can't say that i won't so basically he's saying he's gonna use there and I do have a clip, but I don't have it yet. So what do you think, Justine? Think he's going to use? I mean, we see him use, obviously, but Arizona to Vermont, obviously not an international flight. No, I know. I know. I don't know where he gets post, it. He, post he must score it. That I was thinking that, too, and he must have scored it there. He must know. He's from Vermont. That's where he got high. That's where he got addicted originally. But didn't the sister say something in the intervention like he's put it in his sock or did she mean like oh, while I might they have were there. I took it as while they were there. Yeah, cuz like you said, he easily could have scored there. Cuz it's where he he would know there and that's why he moved to Arizona cuz he was getting meth in vermont so Drug, i would dr drugs yeah. are easy to find if you know if where you yeah if you're in that world, world yeah <laughs> even if you're not in that world like yeah if you know, maybe it's yeah. just me i could probably message someone right now and, oh i i know who it i might take like, a minute or two but i, I could probably it. message like some people from gilroy and find out but i i wouldn't ever but yeah i yeah, probably could you know if I, I wanted know. like you could. yeah you know where it is like you know where it could be found from especially in your hometown um okay anyway never done math by the way <laughs> never never have never will um i'm so shocked i <laughs> would have tried it first just though. steve who asked me what's the hardest drug you've ever done i'm like pot and she's like what and she's like well i've only done mushrooms <laughs> i've done more than mushrooms well yeah i don't you have yeah you did molly right I've done coke. I've done. Uh, You've eaten a handful of meth. I'm just kidding. Done. I've done M. I've done shrooms, and I smoke weed. 
every day. Smoke weed every day. Every day. Um, Smoke weed every day. But I, but I hate like mushrooms. I would, I've only ever done once. I would a thousand percent do it again. Um, Yeah. You wanted to do, you said we should do them together when you come here, which I'm down for. We should. It's definitely. Yeah. As long as we have Kyler to babysit us. Fuck yeah. it's, It's definitely like a spiritual good experience as long as he agrees not to record us <laughs> coke and shrooms i would or not shrooms coke and molly like i would never do again because i hate the come down yeah can't take uh, the come down i'm not up i'm not uh, attracted to any uppers except caffeine of course okay so here is our clip of um i wanted to call him seth for some reason doesn't he look like a seth uh Brian mm-hmm. going home. Thank you. But, uh, but, um, you know, it's something, something I've got to do. I'd like to tell myself that I don't plan on taking Crystal with me. You know, I'd like to show my parents that respect, but God knows, you know, between now and then what will happen. I know, um, growing up, my parents wanted the best for me. My wife and I moved from North Jersey to Vermont. We came here because it was calm, it was mellow, there was no crime, we could raise our family here. They wouldn't have the uh, bad influence of the city. We left North Jersey to get away from drugs and crime and everything. We had this little perfect little family in this perfect little house in in the woods they went to church every sunday they went hiking and fishing um anyway and his dad sounds like larry david with a lisp (laughs) (laughs) r.i.p larry david's not dead who am i thinking of i have no idea i'm thinking of larry king my bad Oh, <laughs> I was like, Dad, bite your tongue. Larry David's fine. Larry David's the dude from Curb. Yeah, the okay. crea- creator of Seinfeld. Um, it's okay. I still think industrative is a word. <laughs> um, yeah, so after that, we get some, like, you know, text that tells us that regardless of these parents' attempts to protect their children, um, it didn't so much help Brian. He was stealing their alcohol by age 10, which this is, again, leads me to believe that there's like a genetic issue here that he's like addicted and has had experience with it. You know, I don't know. Like, it's hard to imagine why else he'd have the urge at 10 unless he just really knew how to find that crowd. Um, was using pot at 12 and by 18 he'd done all the shit. I didn't write them all down. Did you write them all down? I did. Oh, please read them for us. I have stopped sharing now. Um, So at 10, Brian was sneaking alcohol from his parents. At 12, he was smoking pot. By 18, he had used cocaine, crack, acid pills, and heroin. And heroin. And that's not what he's addicted to, which is crazy. It seems like it's always heroin. Um, Okay. You know, it's fucked. Even... um, like Tommy Lee from Montley Crew. Mm-hmm. I was watching some interview that him and his wife, uh, Brittany Farland, were doing. And the interviewer asked him, um, like, out of all the crazy, like, drugs, alcohol, everything, like, what's the best drug? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I hate that I'm going to say this because I don't want kids to think it's okay, but heroin. 
Like he literally said heroin. He's like, the high you get from heroin is yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like thing you'll ever feel. And he's like, I feel fucked up saying that, but it's true. And I'm like, yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. It's it is bad to say, but I I've certainly never tried it. But I a I can only imagine that's true because of just the endless accounts I've seen of people who are talking about that exact feeling. And B, I've been on painkillers uh, like in the hospital and those are essentially the same thing. And it's true. It it tells your brain you could die right now and it's fine. <laughs> like honestly, it really fucks with your head. I'm very very grateful that I don't have an issue with that and I would never fuck with it because I know that I could possibly because I've had bulimia and I've used to drink too much and you know um I don't now but I work very hard on that every day and knowing the way that I feel on like morphine I would never let I would I'd never accept painkillers for things I'm like leave will be fine it's fine <laughs> you know I hope that I can maintain that because I it would be hard not to take that for granted so anyway or take it advantage of it sorry wrong colloquialism okay so <clears throat> excuse me so i do have a clip but before that we do see um the sister that justine was referring to her name is sarah she spells it wrong there's no h um it, it felt weird <laughs> to write it wrong it felt felt weird to write it that way <laughs> i'm not i'm not lying um she has a baby um and then there's this awkward scene where brian brings out a photo album and he's like wants to show his parents his life and they're like well do you miss these people when you don't use and like they're asking questions about like drugs and shit and he's like well never mind you know and he's like it's like deja vu i try to share something with them but you know they they just want to turn it into a lecture basically but it, you can't really blame them i mean you can't go home and be like look at my photo diary like look how fun it is and they know that you've been a you don't have a home and you're addicted to meth. It's the equivalent of like what swiping through your pictures on your phone would be now. Like Yeah, exactly. Oh, look at what look at this trip I took with my friend. It's and it's just a bunch of people like wasted in a backyard. Like there's nothing. It's not sightseeing. It's not anything. It's just The mom's like, "Oh, that's Derek. I didn't picture him to look like that." Yeah. I don't know it's why like, I'm doing like a hardcore yeah. Canadian accent, but you know what I mean. Uh, well, she's in she's in Vermont. I don't know. Well, they're from Jersey. But uh, yeah, it seemed oh like Oh my the, god, look at him. <laughs> I didn't picture him to look like that. Oh well. Um, anyway, so he goes back to his room, uses this as an excuse to take meth. I think he snorts it, and then he says it only only hurts. For, he says it hurts, but it only hurts for a minute, and then it's all good. Um, and then we get uh, the pre-intervention with candy, my girl, candy, and I have a clip. Yeah, um, she doesn't tell him like that. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Um, and that clip starts at a different time than when I have queued up. So, um, here we go. So this is just a little bit of the uh, pre-intervention for Brian. And this is the gathering of the family where they talk about, you know, why are we going to, what are we going to do? But the reason I wanted to play this clip is I like 
the way that Candy describes. So if you don't watch Intervention or whatever, or if you don't don't usually listen to this type of thing, Candy gives a good kind of like rundown of how to understand addiction and how to understand, you know, what what they need to do for Brian. So I just wanted to play this. Hi, you guys. My name is Candy Finnegan, and I'm your interventionist. So, okay, the reason that I do this is because it's a really emotional process, and um, if everything is scripted, then it's a lot harder for the addict to take charge. In, a, in an intervention process, I'm not sure that they don't hear maybe one every four words. When a group of people read the same thing over and over again, it does sink in. He's been using drugs all this week since he's yeah. been here. Where's he been getting drugs? He brought them. He put it in his shoe, in his sock. Was That's why when I looked at his face, yeah, you know, right. his eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's home in my house right now with drugs. Yeah. And now we're sitting here and he's there at home. And I'm not comfortable being here any longer, I gotta tell you that. Now I'm very concerned. All right, so actually, Justine, you're right. It does sound like there's, she's implying that he brought them in the plane, which seems wild to me, but I guess if you're a meth addict, you do that. She said she had them in his shoe, but I know that you have to take your shoes off, but yes. that's only going into America, right? No, that's no matter what. No, I always have to take my shoes off. I think it's only if you're going to America from a different country. I've never, no, honey, every time I fly to Texas, I have to take my shoes off. Really? Yeah. Because I don't think I had to take my shoes off when I went to Mexico, but I had to take well, them off when I went to Miami. I have, I don't know. But uh, by this time, yeah, the shoe thing had, ha the shoe bomber had happened. So I, I still think he got them before he got to the house must have gotten it mm -hmm. before he got to the Maybe house. she was being nice and he really like put it up his butt. <laughs> or that. Because, uh, that's, uh, that's how people or like, he like, said, smuggle drugs. Or, I personally know or he smuggled No, I'm just saying, or he probably he told her that then. Either somebody lied or he got it before he got to the home. So anyway, um, after that, uh, we kind of just go straight for the intervention. And I mean, it's pretty short and sweet. D is there anything you really want to point out about the intervention, Justine? Because um, it comes at, nothing, nothing at all. At all. <laughs> okay, except so, for that he—he's the opposite of. Um, yeah, he's the opposite. He says, of, uh, "What's her name? Elisa." Elisa. Yeah, she because she like no matter what nah. they said or did, she was refusing to go. When right away he was like, "Yeah, I'll go." Yep. His mom said, "Will you go?" He said, "Yeah." Um, and they said we see him arrive to rehab and hear that this is basically his tenth time in rehab. She says eight to nine times before, and she says there's a lot of emotional and spiritual bankruptcy for us to address. And I, 
you know, I feel like that's a fair way to put it. It's not, she's not calling him a bad person, just like he's lacking a lot of what he needs. Um, unfortunately, it's not a dream come true scenario, but he did stay for 40 days. He had to leave for violating the rules. Unclear what they were. They don't tell us which rules were broken, but this is kind of common for people. They get kicked out, not necessarily for drugs, but for behavior, whether intentionally or not. Um, but then he went to sober living in, living in Florida and says he's clean. So who knows? Maybe there's a chance. I, I don't know. Mm. We, we really don't know. And this was so long ago, you guys. It was 15, 16 years ago. Like, it's crazy. I was 17 when this was happening. Justine was 14. Yeah. Picture that. <laughs> okay any last thoughts justine um no justine. i just justine. Hope that justine justine i hope that they're both still alive um yeah, me, well, me too and um i hope that um elisa's gambling was just a phase and that yeah i hope she had some therapy yeah she and, some and i don't think that her parents would cut her off no, like they so kept she, saying that they were going to, and she, she like, needs to make I yeah. give your car back. But I don't think that they, they would. They were never going to do it. No, he was sitting there. He says, "So Jeff was like, so now we cut off. We take the car keys, right? Now we do this, right?" And they're like, not doing it. But if she makes the decision for herself, then it won't matter what they do. So hopefully, you're right. Hopefully, that happened. All right, guys. We are going to peace out. We got to go record in after hours. I'm burping like crazy. We love you. Please rate, review, and subscribe um, at And What Did We Learn on iTunes and Instagram. And please, if you do leave a review, I will love you forever. And also, please send me your a DM so that I can send you free merch if you would like some from all the podcasts. Okay. Thank and you. Listen to my podcast. It's called Did I Make That Up? Yes, absolutely. And it's our... going to come on next episode, right? Yeah. Well, are we going to do Florabama? Jersey. Oh, Jersey. We're going to do Jersey. And then, Jersey but I'm sure season three. That's right. But then I'm also, when when she wraps up with some Jersey Shore, I'm going to be on for Florabama Shore. I'm going to take a Jersey. I've officially made it official in my mind. Well, you said it at your last episode. So. Yeah. As soon as the season's done, I'm just going to go back and forth, do a season of Florabama, go back to Jersey, Florabama, Jersey, Florabama, and then. And who knows what else? We all caught up. It's going to be very exciting. Random shit on the way. So check it out. Yay. Yes. And um, follow at D-I-M-T-U. That's Justine's Instagram for her pod. And also follow us at Coast to Coast Cocktails Pod, because that is the podcast that we do together in which we have each other watch pieces of media that we enjoy, whether it be a movie or a documentary or show or something we watched when we were children and can't remember why it was good, but it doesn't matter. And we need to talk about it check that out today. Bye! <laughs> the best things in life are free But you can give them to the birds and the bees I want money That's what I want 
Don't get, I can't you 